Welcome to episode 39 of Chew on This and Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. All right, so uh, we actually just went and saw Suicide Squad tonight, uh, opening night or sneak preview night, whatever you want to call it. Um, and this is pretty much our what second like immediate reaction really uh, to a film. Um, so first of all, before we get into the nitty gritty, uh, this is a very spoilerific uh, review, I guess you could say, of the of the movie Suicide Squad. So. If you have not watched the movie, watch the movie first. Or if you don't even care to watch the movie, which I kind of go toward that way, and then you can listen. But otherwise, this might be the earliest. This might be the earliest we ever said spoilers. We always. <laughs> I know, but we're going to spoil the shit out of this thing. Um, but anyway, I I just want to do our immediate reactions first. So, what was your immediate reaction walking out of the theater? Uh, okay, so my immediate reaction was. It doesn't belong at 27%, which is what the Rotten Tomatoes rating is right now. Um, the other thought I had was I liked it a little bit better than Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because mainly because the, the, the main characters in this movie I'm not too familiar with other than like maybe the cartoons and the comics, and that's it. Um, okay. And... Uh, so there's like no, you know, this is the first time we see Deadshot in real life. This is the first time we see Harley Quinn, of course, in real life. Flag, Boomerang, all these guys. Um, some some hit, some missed, and some failed miserably um, with the new characters that they're trying to bring in, the, the villains anyway. Okay. Um, so that's my immediate reaction was that it didn't deserve 27%. I liked it a little bit better than Batman v Superman. But at the end of the day, it's still, a, unfortunately, it's still a... DC comic movie that falls short of expectations. Yeah. I I think everything you just said is for me, it's pretty spot on. I mean, I remember watching the movie going, Oh, Vic's probably thinking this, or he's probably thinking that like I, I walked out of there. I can't say I was disappointed because again, like this movie has been coming a year and a half ago from a year and a half ago. And I remember when it was introduced, I really wasn't, I was like, okay, whatever. I've already seen this on arrow. You know, and they did a halfway decent job on it sometimes. Um, so I wasn't really thrilled about this movie. I didn't really care about it that much. And I think I enjoyed it a little bit better that way going into it, especially after learning about all the negative reviews and the reshoots and all this shit. I just went into it going, you know what? I know this is probably going to be a piece of shit, but I'm just going to come in and just, <laughs> and just hey, you know, like just, you know, hang out and, and what whatever. It's like going to well, a... I mean, that should... I mean, that should tell you something right there, that the fact that, you know, unfortunately, Rotten Tomatoes sets a bar standard, right? Like, for me, regardless of whoever wants to argue what Rotten Tomatoes is or whatever, it's it sets a bar for expectations. And the only movie that I've never, ever looked at Rotten Tomato ratings for was for Star Wars uh, Episode Seven because mm-hmm. I didn't want anything. I, I, I was so spoiler-free of that movie because I wanted a clean slate, um, and so, but that's because I care about Star Wars so much. Well, and, and, and what if, like, if RT said it was eighty five percent, how crushed would you have been? You'd have been like, oh man, like if you didn't see ninety nine percent on there, that anything lower than that, you'd have been like, uh, yeah, yeah, that, and then it would have put it in your head. This movie, I had no, I could give two shits about. I really didn't even right. care, and so that actually allowed me 
to kick back a little bit more and watch it for what it was. And yeah, I rolled my eyes a bunch of times, but yeah. at, the end, at the end of the day, it was a little more fun than Batman v Superman. Um, it doesn't deserve 27%. If anything, no. again, I think it's like in the mid fifties, dare I say high fifties, uh, but it's right. still not a great film. It, there's a lot of problems. Like you could tell the reshoots. So anyway, we'll go into it. Uh, but but yeah, my initial reaction was pretty much on par from what yours is. Just you know, like hey, it was a little bit better than Beaver, Batman versus Superman. Something we've never seen before. It was a little bit fun, a little more light heart. You know, light um, whatever. Um, so right now on our RT, you just mentioned that it's at twenty seven percent, which. That's really low, man. It's like out of 140 something reviews right now, and yeah. I don't, I don't think it deserves that. I, I, I don't. No, I think my opinion, I think my opinion at this point in time is, like, I'm trying to be the the reviewer, right, the critic, and this is your job, right? You have to go watch movies. So, my thinking is, is like, you've you've been like, you're Charlie Brown, and you're trying to kick that football going to see this movie. <clears throat> Every single time you go see this a, a DC movie, Lucy, Lucy, right? It's Lucy. Yeah. Lucy pulls the fucking ball from you, and you fall on your ass, and you're just sick and tired of it. So I think a I'm this is my I'm just speculating. I have no facts on this whatsoever. Right. I'm just speculating because like with Batman v Superman and with Suicide Squad, it did not deserve that low of a rating. But I think people are just tired of like shitty dc universe movies and they're just like oh fuck this again you know so i mean all the background stuff that were coming out beforehand i mean if you don't know about it really quick apparently dc released a a fun trailer the very first teaser people loved it and then dc realized oh fuck those are all the jokes we have in the entire fucking movie we don't have any more jokes so all the rumors that they were trying to like dis disband about them pumping in more money to make the movie more fun they were all fucking true because now the now the now the reports are coming out that dc filmed two fucking movies yeah and blended them together because of test audiences liked both so they blended two fucking different versions of the movie together basically yeah so well i mean when batman versus superman came out they scrambled to go back and yeah and i mean they, they said they always plan on doing you know, pickups and stuff. But when you say reshoot, that means they're they're shooting entire scenes over again, or they're putting brand new scenes in there. You know, and so yeah, I think that's what what one of the biggest problems with this movie is that it feels so jumbled. Like it like it is two different movies spliced together like in a patchwork, and. You know, and a lot of the problems that Batman versus Superman has, like all the edit, like they filmed one giant movie with all these different scenes and they patched it together in a way that just really was kind of confusing, didn't make any sense. I mean, this was kind of the same way to me. The difference is, is that they had jokes and little things here and there that kind of kept you entertained that you're like, okay, whatever. You know, um, you just kind of like when we when we start getting into it, I'll tell you who saved the movie for me. Okay. Um because if this if, if these two people weren't in the movie, I think I would have I would have walked out. Well, you're not going to like what I'm going to say about one of those people. I think I know who you're talking about. 
Um, so anyway, so so let's look at the cast. Okay. I think, you know, again, like you look at the guys like Russo brothers, they know how to juggle a cast. Whedon, you know, those guys, I mean, sometimes someone falls by the wayside, like in the first Avengers, it was what Hawkeye, but in the second one, they put too much Hawkeye, whatever. But like in this movie, it just felt like there was way, like they just couldn't figure out how to juggle all these characters and all of them had backstories and stuff. But of course you have to like, give the two leads the biggest backstories, which would be Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Um, well, here's the other problem with this, and this this is the same thing that episode one falls into, and uh, in episode one, I mean Star Wars, mm-hmm. is that there's no protagonist in this movie. Who is the protagonist in this movie? Right. Who is it? It's not Harley Quinn. It's not Deadshot. Who the fuck is it? No. I mean, they get the most screen time, but it doesn't mean they're the protagonist. Whose story is it? Yeah, is it Amanda Waller's story? That's a, re- that's a really good point. Um, I never, I didn't really think about that until you just mentioned that. Um, I know who the antagonist is, but the antagonist is so weak sauce oh my that God. I, I didn't care. I mean, yeah, we'll go into the ending in a little bit. But So what did you think about Will Smith's Deadshot? Okay, so my initial reaction for Deadshot when I first, saw, when I first found out he was going to be put into this film, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I kind of grown tiresome of Will Smith's shtick, basically. Yeah. And um, I, I got to say, he saved the movie for me. I'm not sure what you're going to say about it, but he kind of saved the movie for me. I think he got the most screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, like, over the top. It wasn't, it wasn't Wild Wild West Will Smith. It wasn't even, like, bits and pieces of Independence Day Will Smith. It was, like, middle of the ground. I felt his pain, basically. And and here's the thing about Will Smith's Deadshot is that the the things that he's going through personally about his daughter, it worked for his character, mm-hmm. and it was the first time in any de- – and granted, there's only three now um, DCU universe uh, movies that he's the only one that had any kind of emotion throughout the entire movie. And when I say emotion, like he's not just either just like angry or – just standing there like a statue. He and wasn't that's basically he, what we've gotten from the last two movies. He wasn't one note. He he was yes, not a he right. wasn't a one note character. And some of the other ones in the movie were. We'll get it to that in a minute. But like he he actually I enjoyed his performance. It, it was a, a toned down Will Smith. That's for sure. He wasn't over the top and crazy and like that's what I'm talking about. You know, none of that crap. It was a pretty pretty decent performance. I thought. Um, right. And if anybody was a protagonist, I guess he could have been. They should have, they should have put him as the protagonist. Really, they should have put it through his eyes. That would have been interesting. But I, I felt for his uh, storyline more than anyone else's. I'm, and I thought about you when I was watching that too, because you have a daughter, you have two daughters, and I mean, I have a son. But when they were doing that whole thing, I was like, oh man, that's that's going to hit people right in the heartstrings. You know, that that have kids, that's that's a really good device. Well, it- I mean, it made me care for Deadshot, which is a big thing because I don't care about any character so far in, you know, any DC movies of recent, you know, uh, yeah. since Man of Steel. So ever since Zack Snyder took over, I don't give a shit about anybody. Like, I don't care. Superman died. Great. I don't give a fuck. Hey, Batman's going to die by Bane. I don't care. You right. Know, when 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 they showed the whole like Will Smith pulled it off. So for me, he was number one as saving the movie for me because if you got anybody else that didn't have his acting chops in that movie, it, the movie would have suffered big time. Yeah. I think because so too. There's a lot of other people in this movie 
that are just wasted in this movie. Yeah, I I, I feel the same way. So number two for you, got to be is it Harley Quinn? And am I just yeah taking, yeah? Just taking a stab? I was I was nervous about Harley Quinn because this is the first time we get to see Harley Quinn on screen, and her outfit. You know, oh my God, they they fucking sexed her up like no other. Like, I mean, she barely she she wears like basically a bikini bottom, and like basically, if she didn't have like a red bra underneath, because you get to see that in the movie, mm-hmm. she would you would see her nipples in the whole movie, like because she had a basically a see through shirt. She right. must have been freezing her ass off towards the end of the movie because it's raining. Oh yeah, but um, I mean, I don't. I I guess they went with like a worse version of the Arkham Knight version because Arkham Knight, uh, the video games, uh, not Ar- well, the whole Arkham series, basically Harley Quinn's, you know, kind of sexed up a little bit more so than from the comic, uh, from the, from the cartoon. Um, anybody who's not a big comic book fan knows that Harley didn't come from the comic books. She came from the animated series. Yes. So she's, a um, like Arkham, the Arkham cartoon, uh, not cartoons, the Arkham video games took it to a whole new level of kind of sexing her up just a tiny bit. But in this version, I mean, she's barely dressed, so that scared me from watching the trailers, but I got to say she kind of won me over. So I really enjoyed her version of Harley Quinn and she, just like Will Smith, she really wasn't just one note. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we'll get into this person next, but unfortunately the person she was playing off of a lot of the times or a few of the times fell short big time. So Yeah, I felt the same way. Um, so let me give my take on Harley Quinn. Um, it's different from yours, a little different. Okay. Okay, okay. so I, I loved her in the animated series. I thought she was one of the best things in the animated series, next to Mark Hamill's yes. Joker. Fantastic. However, I, I felt like in the first quarter, first third, probably the first act, I was like, okay, I, I like Harley Quinn. She's cool. Then as the movie went on, I'm sorry, man, but I, I started to get really annoyed with her stick. Like it, it felt to me that the, that she was trying to be like the animated character way too much. Like I thought she started sound. What, what started it? What, she started what sounding like it. it. Stuff like, you know, breaking the window and going like, oh, that's what bad guys do or, or we're bad guys or whatever. Like that line that I've seen a hundred times in the trailers and they kept it in the movie for whatever reason. It's so badly done. And, 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 and a lot of times what would happen was, and I noticed this, it got really annoying, but they would have an action piece and then a beat and then it would, everything would pause and be quiet. And then she'd like, throw a one-liner out and it for me i don't know whatever it was dude every line that she said just fell flat and then like her mm. act and then her accent was very much like uh the, the animated character right and uh it's just i don't know man it just felt like she was imitating that character there was a few times that she said something that i was like oh that's harley quinn like when she said mr j i got all tingly i was like oh that's yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, like, as the movie went on, I just felt like, oh, wow. It, it felt like those reshoots were real. Like, like they, oh, we need to put more one-liners from Harley Quinn in here. And, like, so something would happen, and then it would just, everything would stop, and she would say some line. I didn't, I don't remember half of them now, but she would say something, and I would just, like, cringe and go, like, that wasn't very funny, or that was just really out of place, or, you know, that kind of thing. But, um I thought her look was pretty good, and I thought, again, the first third of the movie, I thought, like, she was great, and then as the time ran on, I just kind of, like, I don't know, I just, I kind of grew tired of her shtick, and I I just hope that if they do do a Harley Quinn movie, that they that they kind of 
you know, I guess, I, I guess it's just like the, the, the talking aspect of it or something like that. It just sounded like she was imitating the cartoon. That's just me. I don't know that uh, maybe just, I'm just nitpicking, but like everybody that I've like talked to or been reading about loved her character the most. And that's, and that's cool. Like I didn't hate her character. I just thought that it wasn't up to, and she had the hardest job I think out of anybody yeah. More so than even Jared Leto. She had the hardest job. She had to sell you this character that everyone loves and has never seen live action before. So I think yeah. – and in that, I think she did an, a decent job. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't think I, I – I, I picked up on the, the accent that it was like straight out of the cartoon. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually mind that too much because that's really your only iteration of Harley Quinn's voice. Mm-hmm. right? We actually have – a version of Harley Quinn that set the bar. Like that's where she came from. She came from the animated series. You know, there was nothing like that. Where so, Where is the character from though? Is she from the Bronx or from the South? Where is she from? Wait, like, why does she talk like, you know, why does she, it's, it's well, almost she's as from, she's from, she's from Metropolis, which is, or not, I'm sorry, not Metropolis, uh, Gotham, which is like kind of Chicago ish. Okay. Type. Um, but it I'm ju- not sure that's where they got that accent from. It, it like just, in the animated series. Yeah, it just felt like me, dude. Like this is what I uh, attribute it to. Like, let's say uh, they make a live action movie of Betty Boop, and she walked around going Betty Boop, you know, like that. I'd be like fucking annoyed. I'd be like, oh my god, like some things just some things just doesn't translate sometimes completely well. I don't know, but. Again, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree big. with you on that part anyway. Totally cool. I, I I completely I see your point on the when the action stopped, she would say a line. It was like it was like a formulaic almost. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, you you can almost foretell when it was basically any time there was like an uncomfortable silence, you knew Harley was gonna say something. Right. It right. was like her cue totally. to say something. So that, exactly. So. I can see that I didn't mind the accent. I kind of liked it because it reminded me of the cartoon and took me back to the cartoon. So that was kind of cool. That's cool. Um, but uh, the Mr. J line yeah. hit hit for me big time. But the like, problem um, I had with that was the first time she said it was when she was still Harleen, not Harley. That I uh, had a problem with. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The first time she fucking says it is before she turns to Harley. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's the you're problem right. I had. That's the you're problem right. I had with that. But let's let's skip ahead because okay, we can't talk ahead. about Harley without talking about the Joker. So <laughs> yes. you start on the Joker this time. What's your take on Jared Leto's Joker? Because, oh, my fucking God, I couldn't stand any of the reports coming out of anything that they were talking. Oh, Jared Leto's like they almost like wanted you to just remember how dedicated like uh, Heath Ledger was for the Joker and wanted us not to worry about Leto's version of the Joker. Okay, so, so that that was the biggest problem that I had from day one. And we, you and I have talked about this offline, online. When they started talking about Jared Leto a year and a half ago, saying like, oh my God, he's the definitive Joker. You're, like, you have nothing to worry about. Like, all this stuff, I kept, I kept thinking to myself, why do you even need to say that? Like, why? Like, now my expectations are so freaking high that anything less than that, I'm going to be pissed off. And... I watched the movie now. I wasn't pissed off, but I was a little bit like, this is, I mean, this is okay. You know, I mean, he, he looked okay, but some of the stuff that he was doing was like very cartoonish. And I hated that. I, I, okay. I, I, some of the things that he did was okay, but some of the lines and, and some of the things were a little over the top. And some people would argue and say, well, 
Joker is over the top guy. Like that's what it is. But yeah, but like when you're trying to like, you know, they're trying to do this ground in reality bullshit. And so he, for me was like way over the top. I, I, he doesn't hold a candle to Heath Ledger's Joker. Now, no, I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have compared the two if they just would have shut up and released right, the movie. Exactly. Released the movie, and I would have watched it and said, hey, yeah, he did his own take on Joker. Awesome. But the fact that they kept comparing it and kept saying, like, oh, he's in, it's in good hands. He's amazing. You're not going to believe it. We fucking so blew dedicated. our minds. Yeah, so dedicated. He was in character all the time. You know, I was like, why do you need to go out of your way to say this so much? Because by the – you – built this thing up in my mind so big that when I went and saw it, it could be nothing but disappointing. So anyway, it, it is what it is. I mean, Joker's now back and uh, you know, I like Jared Leto. I just, I don't know. Meh for me. So, okay. So here's my take on the Joker. I fucking hated it. And here's why. Take the makeup off. Take the makeup off. Completely take the makeup off. Give him a different name, and he's basically somebody from, like, a gang leader from Mad Max. That's all he is. Oh, shit. That's, oh, yeah, totally. Not to mention, not to mention that he's he's a gang leader in this one, right? We've seen this version. We've seen the mobster, like, Joker. That's Jack Nicholson. So, So we've seen this characterization of the Joker, but Leto takes it in a different direction because I mean he's got he's like he's got like fucking gold chains and shit. Like he's got you know fucking uh, he's got a grill like in his mouth. So I don't know what the fuck this version of the Joker is. It's like almost like a 2016 version of Jack Nicholson's Joker. Well, yeah, and but like played by Jared Leto, it might as well have been played by John Guizamo because like <laughs> that's all I kept thinking about was like <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he was the Jesse Eisenberg of this movie. It was really kind of annoying. Yeah, um, and I, I feel bad for Margot Robbie to have to put up with his antics because. I didn't see any chemistry between none. Oh, it was like unnerving. It was like really uncomfortable. Actually, it wasn't right. sexy at all or anything like that. I mean, Margot Robbie does as good, probably as good as a job as you probably could under the circumstances of the character that she had to portray. And I'm sure, like, if she gets a second crack at it, she'll do better. But oh my fucking god, I gotta watch Jared Leto again. Like, yeah, I got to watch Jared Leto. So here's the thing. So if you want to compare Heath Ledger, let's compare compare Heath Ledger to this. Heath Ledger basically could have got like equal billing for The Dark Knight, right? right. Basically could have got equal billing to, to Christian Bale. The Joker is in this movie for what? Eight minutes probably total, if probably. even that. Yeah. You had to get into character so fucking bad you were sending dead pics to people to be in a movie for eight minutes. Oh, not just that, but like on on online now, they're saying like there's there's millions of uh, scenes with you know the Joker on the cutting room floor and all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, so and we'll I'm get thinking another, like and, version of it, right? And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, Joker. This movie has nothing to do with the Joker. Joker's not. Yeah. He's just a, a a foil. He's just somebody that just kind of pops in and out. And we'll talk about cameos later. Second billing on. in this movie. He got second billing in the movie at the ridiculous. end credits. That's ridiculous. It was Will Smith's name first, and then I believe it was Jared Leto. Next. That's that's ridiculous. Sorry. 
he shouldn't have even be credited to be honest with you or, or be way at the bottom. You know, it's not about him. He's just kind of yeah. like the, I mean, it was, I, I knew from the beginning you'd have a cameo kind of thing, but they extended it a little bit beyond that. Um, which we'll talk about the cameos a little bit later. Let's get to okay. So let's just blow through the other cast members. There's really not a whole lot okay. to talk about them. But like, I thought the look of the Enchantress was cool. But like, they, man, I hated it, dude. I hated it. They, they, they brought. He was her basically in. wearing three pieces of clothing. I don't know, three like pieces of clothing. Like the beginning when they first introduced her and she like popped out of there and popped back with files from Iran. Oh, that's the look like you're that. talking about. That that's was the, the part was about. cool. Now okay. at the end, the enchantress looked like crap, and she was doing that weird psychedelic like hippie dance and shit. And I was like, "What you is mean, this?" You mean she was like basically she was basically the chick from the ring? Oh yeah, but but doing a hippie dance, just like like yeah. dancing there. I was like, "What the fuck? This is ridiculous! Like this is the worst bad guy ever." Um. Yeah, it almost made me. It, it was like almost one of those like ripoffs of like Indiana Jones like type of a villain, right? Like the Temple of Doom. If somebody like like this wrote the Temple of Doom, this is the bad guy we would have gotten. No, totally. <laughs> um, and then like uh, Kali Ma. No, and then like out of nowhere, she has a brother. Like all of a sudden, and I was like, okay, so she has a brother. So what? And yeah, then this is probably one of the worst. Like this is probably one of the worst bad guys ever. Like, ever so forced and out of place. It was so bad. It was so bad. Um, and then the other thing that bothered me, why did they, um, and again, this is like nitpicking, but why why did they have to be in that city to destroy the world? Why couldn't they just, she could teleport anywhere she wants. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm fucking out of here. Teleport to yeah, I don't know the why, middle of the jungle. I don't, know, I don't know why she picked that random black dude in the bathroom out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of cute. Let's go. You're my brother. Yeah, like I, I'm like, where the fuck did that? Like, is that? I thought like I thought that was her brother. The beginning. No, 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 no. The the thing in the fucking the thing in the jar was her brother. That black dude in the bathroom was just some random black dude because I thought I thought in the beginning like oh, he was yeah. like related to Amanda Waller or something. Oh yeah. But like, but like, and then like it never came out like who it was. I'm like, well, why did he choose? Why did she choose him? Like out of everything, like. I thought she was like taking over somebody Amanda Waller knew. Oh yeah, like, that was kind of confusing. So she just picked some dude that just you know took a dump and like yeah, you just come basically in yeah, just basically in Midway City, and that's why it was in the city. Now my problem with the with that whole thing is that so they mentioned Superman. They na- they they name drop Superman a ton of times. These they dead. talk about Bat. Yeah. They talk about Batman, right? Mm-hmm. They're talking about all these metahumans, right? Because nowhere do they mention Wonder Woman because, like, don't tell me satellite footage didn't show Wonder Woman fucking fighting there, right? And the Batman <laughs> either. So so this whole thing is basically destroying the East Coast because you see the map of that, that, that happening, right? Right. Where the fuck is the Justice League there? Like, yeah. they just, like, because... Okay, I'm skipping ahead because like we're talking about Enchantress and and like the fact that this is a like this is an end of the world type thing, right? That's why the Suicide Squad's there, right? Bruce right. Wayne shows up at the end of the fucking movie, right? In in the mid credit scene, so don't tell me he didn't fucking know about it. Did he just take the day off? Like he was just like fuck it, like I'm gonna put this team together, but you guys take care of Midway City. I don't give a fuck about that place. Yeah, you know it was I mean? like really it made no sense. It it made absolutely no sense. 
once they told me it was like they're going to destroy the world, I'm like, okay, so now you're building this universe where there are actually good guys to stop this shit. And this movie is based on the premise that we're going to send in the Suicide Squad where nobody else can do it, but you're making a big fucking like production out of this because there's a giant ring of garbage in the sky, like you <laughs> said. A giant and, ring of garbage. And like this, the, the quote-unquote half-Justice League, because right now it's just Batman and Wonder Woman, like couldn't go and stop this, like especially Wonder Woman. Like she could have just flew there and stopped it by herself. Yeah, immediately. Which so would have been I, fucking I a cool. Major problem with that. <laughs> it would have been fucking awesome, but like, but <laughs> like that, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I I can't stand the end of the world stuff when you're trying to build a universe like this when there's actual good guys to stop the end of the world shit. Okay, like, so everybody knew what was going on there. So that's the thing. Um, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but to the plot, the plot still confuses the hell out of me. Like I understand that they, she wants to put a team together that are expendable. Essentially. They have nothing to lose. Put a bomb in their head. If they fuck up, blow them up. If they try to escape, blow them up. If they mess up, you tell them, well, blame it on them. If they make it or survive and fix the problem, Hey, you know, slap, put it, you know, slap a, or pat ourselves on the back and put them back in jail kind of thing. I get that. But all of us, like, they're talking about, like, supernatural and all these, like, threats or whatever, like, metahuman threats, and they end up going against one of their own, like the Enchantress, which I thought having her heart, you control her. I mean, for one thing, that reminded me of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, Dead Man's Chest, like when they had oh, yeah. what's-his-name's heart. They controlled him. So they controlled right, right, her, right. but she somehow was able to kind of – there was some fucking supernatural loophole or something. So she was able to escape and, you know, resurrect Basically, her brother and she, all that bullshit. She tried to get her heart when Amanda Waller was sleeping, which didn't work because she had it in, like, some kind of security case. Then – then for some reason, Amanda Waller just has like her brother's ashes in like a closet. Yeah. Like not protected. Let's don't put that. Let's don't protect that. Let's let's. And so she gets that. And then her brother, after picking some random black dude in a bathroom, comes back (laughs) and like fixes her heart or patches her heart back up or where her heart should be so that it doesn't really matter. And she's then, she's essentially Mr. She's essentially Mr. Smith from Matrix. She just keeps touching people and turning them into fucking right. Yeah, blobs. yeah, exactly. Or she's Loki, then, you know. And then all of a sudden, she's like, "There's a little bit of backstory between the conversation between the brother and the sister that they used to people humans used to worship them as gods or whatever." Which mm-hmm. we don't really get into that at well, all. Well, centuries so then before, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's like. Well, instead of like showing them that we're gods and like let's let's um you know let's try to win them back or whatever the fuck, um let's make a machine which I, she just learned what machines are five minutes ago. Let's make a giant machine to kill them all. Like she spent all that time trying to make a machine, and she probably could have just wiped off everybody city by city if she was just doing what she was doing. Right. Like she could have just went to like okay, let's turn everybody into like you know an army in Midway City. Okay, now let's move on to Gotham. Let's move on to Metropolis. Or or if she wants to continue, or if she just wants to blow the whole world up like she planned on doing, go to somewhere that's abstract and would take forever for people to get there and then blow the world up from there. Yeah, she could teleport anywhere she wants. She could have teleported like 300 feet below the surface of the 
the earth and it would have taken him forever to get to her. <laughs> We've spent like 15 minutes on the Enchantress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone I can care because about. Because the plot, it about. doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, right. It's almost like the, it's like the Dark Knight Rises when, when it, it took him like eight months to try to blow up Gotham. Like their whole intention was trying to blow up Gotham and they were going to do it anyway. So why the fuck did you wait the eight months? <laughs> right. <laughs> just do it right now. <laughs> yeah. Just so Batman can fix his back just some, from like heroin addict, like. <laughs> chiropractor in a fucking pit <laughs> uh, some gl- really glaring plot holes it reminded me of Batman v Superman when Superman took like what 20 minutes to fly from <laughs> Metropolis to yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like what the fuck did you do stop the fucking <laughs> Starbucks and there was a long line and they got your name wrong like yeah. is there a schmark is there a schmark uh, cunt in here for a latte <laughs> yeah this is my country. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. Um, that was terrible. Well, move on to some of the other ones. So boomerang. Felt like oh my God. Boomerang is just fucking he useless. Was the, he has a boomerang. What are you going to do with that? What are you gonna Why do did they the- kill that guy in the beginning? Cause there are some Indian guy, like I forget Slipknot. his name in the movie. Slipknot. Slipknot. Yeah fucking slipknot like comes and i was like oh cool they got an american indian guy and he's fucking dead two seconds later <laughs> yeah they blew his head off for like what he was trying to like zip away with a zip line he's like bye and the guy instead yeah. of like instead of like shooting him with a dart he's like i'll just blow you up like whatever you're trying to yeah, escape and- i'm just gonna blow you up so this is the first incarnation of Boomerang, right? So he only throws a boomerang once, and it actually only comes back to him only one time. Every yeah, other time, he, it hits character. the guy, and it doesn't come back. Like the first time you see him throw his boomerang, it just knocks the guy out or kills him. And then he doesn't even pick the boomerang back up. <laughs> you don't you don't see him throw like what kind of sense like you throw it, they duck, it goes past them, and then you gotta wait for it to come back and hit him in the back of the head. Like yeah, it's such a I retarded mean, character. But anyway, back to Slipknot really quick. I don't want to spend too much time. <laughs> but it reminded me of the running man when like the guy just starts taking off and then his head blows up, you know, and Arnold's wow. like, No, well, his head doesn't Chico. blow up in this one. It's actually it's actually the uh the the thing that they inject him with goes into their heart. Right. So like it, his his heart blows up basically. Oh but really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like oh. I mean, did they not think like, hey, you know, you do realize like we finally get an American Indian into this you know comic book shit, and we're gonna kill him in like two minutes, right? Maybe we shouldn't right. do that. American Indians are like rolling a tear now. Like what the hell? But like they they fucking but they they picked like the worst thing for him to do, like. Amanda, like Amanda Wall is going through this giant list of like all these cool things, right? Like Deadshot never misses. Harley Quinn's just fucking psychotic. Um, Enchantress can do all this cool stuff. You know, Croc, Killer Croc can do all this shit. And then they introduce like Slipknot at the very end. And the way that she describes him is he can climb up anything. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's his fucking like, he can, power. He can play blackjack like nobody's business. That, I mean, it's yeah, such he, a bad. It, it's a, it, he. It sucks, he's major. Man. He can really. He's like he can do reverse splunking really well. Yeah, like, that's what he can do. <laughs> it's just. I mean, they really crapped on the American Indians in this movie. I mean, I mean, recently it's been. There's, there's no fucking reason for him to be in this movie. There literally <laughs> is no reason. 
No, there's no reason. Usually they're messing with with the you know the Asian culture, and this time it's American Indian. But speaking of the Asian, the what was her name? Katana. I was like, yeah. did you? Did you just get out of the Phantom of the Opera? Like, did you just climb out of uh, Tarantino's Kill Bill set? Like, why? That was pretty. Well, her mask was pretty, pretty close to the comic books or real life version of the comic books. Okay. Um, but her, they did nothing with her, her character, character either. No, but she killed a lot of people. The Slipknot just fucking died. He shows up and dies. <laughs> Climbs real good. <laughs> he didn't climb. Apparently fast not, enough. because he was trying to get away. And you, <laughs> you get to see what he does. Like he climbs really well. He shoots this thing up into the sky, and then all of a sudden he just fucking dies. And they don't even get him down. He's just hanging there. He dead. just hangs there. They're like, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. so. I I understand. I mean, they needed like a character to die, which is, but it makes the more show sense. like. Yeah, to, to show to get like to the know thing the character was... for a while and then kill him off, and it has a big impact, like like they did with uh, Diablo. And Diablo was the other character that was, was oh, I liked I liked was him. fairly interesting. Um, I actually like that actor; he's in a lot of stuff. But he was pretty interesting, and in the bar scene, he actually you actually yeah. get his backstory, and you feel really bad for him. And that then bar he, scene was pretty good, actually. Yeah, and then he, you know, later on he sacrifices himself, and that whole scene of of trying to get the brother in the corner to blow him up made no fucking sense. I'm like, why don't you just throw the bomb at him and then detonate it? Why do you have to plant it under the corner of the building and then have the fire dude like push him in the corner? Like it just made that it was just a weird, made no sense kind of uh, thing that they did, and and all it did was kill the guys that went underwater. And and killed <laughs> yeah. and killed Diablo too, you know. Yeah. Only only Killer Croc, you know, uh, made it, and um, which was a weird scene. Like he's like, "I'm going with you guys," right? And he goes down there, and they're like struggling with him underwater. It was that was a really weird scene. It didn't make any sense with the C four. Oh, it that. was it was the uh, it was the ar- it was the uh, the army people the like the changed army people under there attacking Croc. Yeah, it was filmed for. I saw it on IMAX, so oh okay. It was, it was, I, it was so it was hard to see. I didn't understand what was happening, but yeah, it was those, those like army like okay, you know those bubble well, army people. Essentially, it killed all those guys and and then killed you know Diablo, who I liked. I thought, oh cool, I'll, but they also kind of like his scene in the movie would have been awesome if they hadn't have showed it in the trailer. Like there's a part in it where Will Smith is egging him on it and then he just unleashes, you know, fucking mm-hmm. just kills everything. And then he throws that line out of like, oh, okay, you know, I was just trying to get you there. I'm sorry, man. And it just, it kind of fell really flat. I was like, fuck, I saw that in the trailer and thought that was really funny, but it didn't That's work. That's part where they could have had a one-line quip right there. Totally. They could at have the, done something different. At the different. end of the movie, at the end of the movie when he changes into actually Diablo, like that, that nobody sick. says anything. Nobody says anything. No. And I'm like... That could have been a scene that you could have said, like Will Smith could have said something like, "I didn't mean to take you there that bad," you know, or something. Yeah, like or that. Like, like, "Holy shit, is anyone looking at this?" Like, nope. Yeah, they're yeah. just like staring at him, like push him in the corner. I'm like, dude, that just dude just turned into fucking fire. Like, why, yeah. why isn't anyone like, like he surprised? actually just turned in? He actually just turned into the devil. Like seriously, yeah. And your reaction is just push him into the corner. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean, I know they're seeing crazy shit here, but a guy just turned into the fucking devil. So right, and then anyway. he lost his lost his like so his you know power I, started draining, you know, I, and then he died. Yeah, yeah, I did. So I did like I did like the guy who played Diablo, 
and and thinking back on it now, the other person. Um, well, let's 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 finish off with Killer Croc because holy shit, did he look stupid? He, like, he didn't look. He, he didn't look good. He reminded me of like the 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 thing in the first Fantastic Four. I was like, this doesn't so, look good. You know, okay, he looked fine until he took his shirt off to go underwater. Yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah, and I agree. here's why: because he got this like he's got this huge. He's got this ton of pro- prosthetics on his head, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like just big and menacing. And then he takes his shirt off, and he's got these tiny fucking arms. He's a giant head <laughs> he with tiny did. arms. He did. I it's mean, like, the dude he, is the dude in real life is like you know pretty muscular, but when you put that many prosthetics on your head and you got a giant fucking head, your arms need to match that size. Yeah, so, it reminded me of like uh, like toddlers, you know, the big head, little body syndrome. It just yeah, it didn't like look it was right. it was not it was when he took his shirt off. It, it was like Michael Keaton in Batman. So like Matt, <laughs> you know, so like I love Michael Keaton in Batman, right? But there's that one scene when you see the when the Batman comes to save uh, Vicky Vale. And then, like, you know, because he's got that big cowl, right? So, but you see the part where she, she, he fires the, the grappling hook, and then he, he holds onto the grappling hook. But then you see Michael Keaton's, like, tiny arm next to his big head. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you remember that part? <laughs> yeah, that's what that, that reminded me of this. It was like, oh, Killer Croc looks – because until he took his shirt off like that, I was like, oh, he looks, pre- he looks pretty good. And then he took his clothes off to go underneath. I'm like, well, Killer Croc's got like regular human arms. Like, yeah, maybe they try to make head. it. Maybe they try to make it like that because crocodiles have tiny arms, just like like T Rexes, you know. But yeah, still, so it didn't. Dumb. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. It didn't look good the way he got into the water either. Yeah. Oh yeah, that <laughs> was really that silly. He's like, let me crawl yeah. in here. Yeah, I crawled in like a croc. It looked really stupid, silly. Yeah, it would have looked fine if he actually looked like Killer Croc. <laughs> he was just a he was just a dude with a giant head. Yeah. Um Rick Flag and Amanda Waller. Um well, let's so, go Rick Flag first. Um, okay. Uh I was actually surprised that they got this guy. Uh he was in this really great TV show called uh, the, the Killing. The Killing, love that show. Loved him he's in so that. fucking Did good. Not in that. Lo- yeah, he's really good in that. I freaking loved him in it. I did not like him in RoboCop. Um No. Um, so I was kind of surprised. He actually took over for Tom Hardy, who I believe was stuck filming The Revenant. When Damn it! Mo- when Damn it! Damn it! So I think that was I think that was the big thing for him was taking over Tom Hardy's spot in this. Yeah. Um, I I could see Tom Hardy in this role. I probably would have. Not that the guy who plays Rick Flag is bad, but it's Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um. He so he wasn't it. he was he wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. I I kind of giggled a little bit when he crushed the heart at the end because of the way that he was standing. <laughs> it kind of uh, or like kneeling over. It kind of it was kind of funny uh, the way he did it. I don't know what why it made me laugh. I think it was like just the way he was standing and he crushed the, the heart. The way he looked, look, the it. way he looked was funny, but also the heart itself wasn't like it was like a rock. It was like a bunch of straw, and he just like crumbled it, was, it like really easy, just like, like dust. Yeah, yeah like, like, he, like ruined a stress ball or something. Right. <laughs> right. I was thinking like, oh, man, they're going to like have this this big to do when they crush the heart. I mean, it was just it was really like uh, pretty lame. It just kind of like limped along. I was like, oh, that's... I did, yeah. So I didn't mind him at all. He he, he was not like as as bad as the other people. I, I, I like the guy who plays uh, Rick Flag. Um, yeah. Kinnaman, I would have really. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I would have really liked to have seen Tom Hardy in it, but he wasn't. He wasn't really bad in it. So, 
Yeah. He was the least of the he was the least of the problems in this movie. Yes. And moving on uh, moving on to Amanda Waller, she fucking rocked. Yeah, Viola Davis. Shit, dude. When she yeah. looked up at those eyes at you to burn through your skull, you're like, no problem, yeah. no problem, ma'am. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. When she fucking just killed those civilians, that was. I was fuck. like, holy fuck, that was crazy. I was like, oh, that's Amanda Waller right there. Like, yeah, to she, the tenth degree. She, so I got to take that back. There, she. I forgot about her for some reason because she's like missing from the second half of the movie. She yeah. just shows up randomly at the end. They don't even like. They don't even show her getting freed from like that, like being upside down and shit. Right. She just shows up at the end with the cell phone that's working. And like, he's just like, "You're dead." Oh, right, right. It's like, oh, they didn't take the cell phone. Like, it's still yeah, working? exactly. Like they left you with the cell phone. Like, so, so it the- survived the helicopter crash and you fighting all those people. Right. And you didn't drop your cell phone. I thought it was funny. I did think it was funny when Margot Robbie, when Harley Quinn did say, like, that's one hell of an app. I thought that was funny. But it was said so quickly that it was hard to hear. And nobody laughed in mm. my theater. I, I giggled. I thought, oh, that's funny. Um, but other than that, I don't know. That's stupid fun. Yeah, she – so Viola Davis, really great in this movie. Oh, I'm surprised strong. I didn't hear anything coming. I'm surprised I didn't hear anything about her, like, coming out of the movie because everybody's talking about Will Smith and – and Margot Robbie, but um, but see, Viola Davis does really well. She's a good I, Amanda Waller. I think for us, because we, we just we analyze movies and all that shit so much, you could tell the good actress from the bad. And like, yeah, you yeah. put her up against any other person in that movie. I don't even care. Even Ben Affleck, and she's just fucking menacing. She's awesome, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the plot i think we talked a little bit about the plot basically tax task force x is what she was calling it to stop mm-hmm. threats using expendable characters i you know whatever i this is not a plot driven movie this is a character movie so i didn't really like care i, I wasn't invested in the plot or whatever it wasn't like oh it better be a good plot or whatever i was well, invested here's my problem with in the it characters that, here's my problem with the the whole thing like there's there's a montage in the beginning of her saying here's the people she got right that that part i really liked i liked her going through everybody the problem that i had with the movie was like they there was no training there was no this is how we're going to fight together there was no anything so basically they just stuck six people out there with abilities and just said let's go do this like there's no nothing so like how are they going to follow orders how are they going to do any of this stuff so that's the problem i had with it was that there was no like beforehand well like training and when i mean training like i don't mean like they're gonna put them through boot camp and shit like that but for me there was like nothing there that was like well they're not really a team you just this is just a bunch of people you just got and forced them to do this shit and i get that you know you had to force them to do the stuff but i don't know i don't know if it's nitpicking or not but it, it fell short for me of like okay how do these people know how to like fight together well you know there was no like wow holy fuck moment where people were using each other's powers you know, like there was none of that. So, I, right. And that's something that, you know, we haven't mentioned Marvel at all throughout this whole podcast, but that's something they kind of do really well is, um, you know, w- when they put the team together and they work off each other, they do that really well in their movies. Um, the end, end scene of Civil War is like a big, big deal. But um, the, um, yeah, the, they did one thing with like, Deadshot. They had him, you know, take the gun and shoot you know, the targets and all that stuff. And, and it was like, you know, you knew right off the bat that he was a good shot and they, and they kind of like 
showed that, but it just felt really lackluster to me. Like we've seen that a million times. Like I just watched Lethal Weapon the other day, you know, where Riggs is like this master shot, you know, and he's he makes the, the happy face on the on the target from like right. yeah, really yeah. far away. Yeah. So when they did that scene in this, I mean, the only thing that was kind of cool is he kept hitting the same point over and over again to the point where like it made a hole through. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But it wasn't anything like spectacular, like holy shit moment, you know, like, you know, wanted hitting, shooting the wings off flies and shit. You know, it was just kind of like ho-hum, mm-hmm. like whatever. Um but he was the only one they kind of focused on. They didn't show like Killer Croc doing something cool or Slipknot, you know, walking up walls because he climbs well. I mean, the Enchantress, they did one thing with her where she poofed out and poofed back with files that the guy has wanted for years or whatever. Um, well, let me ask you a question. The Enchantress has been around for like, apparently thousands of years. She was probably some godlike thing. How does she fucking know like martial arts? Like how come everybody like – knows how to like do karate and stuff and like fight it that know, doesn't apparently she was better she was better with swords than katana was <laughs> yeah i mean it like it doesn't make any sense you know here's the best part of that entire fight scene here's the best part of that entire fucking fight scene right so she spends all that time hand-to-hand combat everybody right mm-hmm. while she's trying to destroy the world behind her and then killer croc surprises her throws her into a built throws her into like some like um column or whatever mm-hmm. and then she flashes away back they all line up into this like cool suicide shot uh for the film mm-hmm. and then enchantress is like forget this i'm tired of this and like takes all their weapons away and i'm like oh my god you had this fucking power like in the cartoon that would never <laughs> fucking happen no like, she would have went from the very beginning took the guns and just yeah or I'm just, beginning, she or like, I'm just going to stare at my brother being, you know, hurt by Diablo. I'm just going to stare and watch this happen. And, yes, and, exactly. Before and pretty that. much everyone else sat there and watched it happen, too. They didn't, like, shoot at her or do anything, you know, while she was being distracted. I mean, it was just a very yeah, where was her? Where was scene. her? Where was her army then? Like, you protected, you protected, like, broken cars in the street. But the big giant machine you want to destroy the world with, there's no army men there. No, like four guys, and that and they yeah, four. killed them right away. Yeah, which like, uh, which geez. apparently they weren't they weren't that hard to. They were basically ashes. They just hit them in the head and they die. You know, it wasn't. But still, like, but still, like, they're distractions for like the big brother to kill somebody. You know, right? Yeah, that was just it was just again. Maybe they ran out poor, of fucking money. I don't know. Poor, yeah, well, too many reshoots. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they did a lot of, um, they did a lot of flashbacks, you know, some of them I didn't mind so much. Other was like dragged way, way, way too long. In the beginning it worked because they were, she was putting the team together and giving their background story. So that worked, but then they were doing it throughout the whole movie, especially with Harley Quinn and, and, and Deadshot. Right. And they stole some like Scarlet Witch shit too. You know, they, um, she got in their heads and they were showing them what they really want you know, and yeah, so they were yeah. that kind of thing. So I guess it's a little different than Scarlet Witch, but still they were getting it in their, in their head. But, but the yeah, it came out of nowhere, though. That, that it did. Part, whole it did. Because I'm like, why can't you do th- did this from the beginning? Why are you just now showing these powers? You yeah, know? you should have done. You should have done. You know, what they should have done is is they should have had Enchantress doing that from the very beginning, because obviously she knows that the team is there. She should have been east like like dropping those like dreams into their heads the whole time so that she can turn 
them against each other at the end. That would have been better. Yeah, that would have been a lot better. That's a that's a good good point. But um, yeah, anyway, so like what I liked about the movie the most, I think for me was the bar scene when all the action was kind of like at a halt and they were there like talking as characters. Um, I liked that a lot. I think most of that scene worked pretty well. Um, you got to kind of feel for all the characters and whatnot. And uh, I thought the soundtrack for most of the time, and like I'd say like 85, 90% of the time, I really liked the soundtrack. Um the use of it. Uh, I can only think of like guardians of the galaxies, the other one where they use the soundtrack better, but, and they even use one of the guardians of galaxy songs in, in this movie too. I noticed, um, which one was it? Um, Oh God, I can't remember which one, but I think it was, uh, the part in guardians of the galaxy. I remember hearing that song is when they're kind of like taking off in the, in the jet like taking off. I think it was toward the beginning of the movie, but they they okay. did. I know for a fact that they used one of their songs because I've watched that movie so many times and the soundtrack, I just love the soundtrack that in suicide squad, when that song came on, I was like, Oh my God, they took that from guardians of the galaxy. Um, but most of the other songs worked, worked uh, pretty, pretty well. Um, I think I agree with you. I, I, the bar scene was one of my more favorite scenes because of the Diablo. Um, the whole I, I one of my favorite parts was Deadshot giving up when his daughter jumped in front of him oh. in front of Batman. I really like that scene right there. I love the part right before that where Batman's like, "I don't want to do this in front of your daughter," and I was like, "That's fucking awesome. That's so Batman right there." Yeah. Um. So I I, I love those parts. Basically, most of the parts with Deadshot and Harley Quinn I liked. Um, Diablo was good. Amanda Waller was good. Um. What else did I like in this movie? That was kind of a uh, that was kind of a Jersey Girl reunion there with Will Smith and Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else. I uh, I wasn't a big fan of the soundtrack only because like it felt forced. I don't know why it just mm. felt forced to me. Um, I mean, I like the songs. I just didn't like it in the movie itself. It just I don't know. It, like like you said, I immediately thought of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm like. I just I was like, okay, this is your Guardians of the Galaxy. This is shit. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been done before. In fact, a lot of um, what happened in the movie has been done before, many, many. Basically, times. everything else, everything else in the movie, I, I, I kind of disliked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, no, I'm the same way. Like, so let's talk about you. You talked about Batman, so let's talk about the cameos. We already went pretty full into. Um, the Joker, so that's we we don't need to talk about him anymore. But Batman. I know they. T- I they, liked his cameos. I I do like it, but the but I don't like it. And the problem is, is they should not have said a fucking word a year ago. They should have said nothing. Oh uh, yeah, and, and they showed should, it in the trailer. And they should not have showed him on the trailer. The car was sick. I actually saw a documentary on that car. There's a guy that um, the Joker designed car, right? designed yeah. and built the Joker car. Yeah, it's his own car. And they saw it. And they wanted it in the movie. Car is sick. I mean, it looks perfect for him, but. Yeah, the scene where he jumps on the car, I was like, I saw the trailer. I knew it was coming. I knew all that stuff was happening. I knew he was going to jump in the water. Most of his cameo was already, you know, um, in the trailer with the exception of him talking to Deadshot directly. Um, That was my favorite part of the whole camp. Yeah, absolutely. I really really like that because that is Batman. That is Batman for sure. Um, The way that whole thing went down. Um, But the rest of it was just kind of like throwaway to me. I was like, whatever. Like he's... 
going after the Joker again. He jumps in the water, grabs Harley. That was kind of funny. Actually, she wakes up to like stab him and he like smacks her in the face, <laughs> knocks yeah. her out. I thought it was kind of <laughs> cool. Was good, yeah. Um, and then the worst cameo of all, the freaking flash. Oh um, like you had said before, I didn't really notice it too much before, but now is very noticeable. He's not very subtle when he runs around. You can see his fucking ass. You see the lightning bolts and all that shit. It's like, it's so ridiculous. So basically if I'm a villain, I don't need to set a bomb. I just need to trick the flash into running really fast and he'll destroy everything around him. That's all you got to do. Put trip wires everywhere. Put, you know, leave it, leave it to Zack Snyder to turn the flash into a human weapon where he uses his power and his lightning bolts just destroy everything around him. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's absolutely ridiculous when you watch like the flash TV show or even like, you know, small bit when Superman ran fast. I mean, there were times where like papers would fly and shit like that, but most of the time that makes sense. That does make sense. But most of the time it wasn't that it was just whoosh, 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 you know, fast. Right. Like when he wanted to do something really fast, he would just be in and out. Yeah. The way that this flash is, if he was in and out, you would fucking get electrocuted. Yeah, basically. Um, So basically anytime the flash runs through central city, you're going to get electrocuted. Yeah. And his suit looks ridiculous, too. I, I was not a big fan of his suit. Um, I don't even... It doesn't look like the... Fl- it looks like... It it it, basi- it looks like... It doesn't look like any of the Flash, like the cartoon or anything. It, it basically is... is It it looks like they're mimicking um, Injustice. God... Uh, Injustice y- series. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I think they've, they've actually talked about that, or they might do some storylines and stuff from that. Um, so anyway, the cameos, whatever... Uh, they did that to kind of tie in the universes, but I felt it could have been a lot stronger than that. Um, but, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Kind of a missed opportunity. Um, so I don't really f- did. Well, that, I think they only did that because Boomerang is 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 the uh, the Flash's, um, you know, one of his villains. So that's yeah, how that happened. Yeah, I guess that I mean that that makes sense, but they could have got but someone again, like, cooler, like Captain Cold or someone cooler than than fucking Boomerang. But it, but it doesn't. But again, it doesn't matter. Like I'm so fucking annoyed at the Flash. I'm like, well, if I was Boomerang, I'd fucking hate him too, because every yeah. time like I'm, every time this fucker runs around, he fucking blows the lights and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from water. Um, so this movie, they actually said. Uh, ahead of time that there will be uh, a mid credit scene. And so yeah. I made sure I waited around and it didn't come and it didn't take too long before it popped up. And the scene pretty much involved like Amanda Waller. And then you see the back of the head of somebody, which right away you're like, well, that looks like Ben Affleck's head. So you're like, that must be Bruce Wayne. And they have a conversation. Um, did it seem like to you that she knew who the fuck Bruce Wayne was? She knew that he was mm-hmm. Batman. No, it didn't. It didn't seem like that. But I hated that entire fucking scene, and here's why. Because if you read the comics or even watch the cartoon or whatever, they hate each other. They fucking absolutely hate each other. And when I say they, I mean Batman and Amanda Waller. Okay. There's no world There's no world where Bruce Wayne interacts with Amanda Waller. They're on two different sides. I. Like she's, of the spectrum. But she says a line, dude. She's like, You look you're looking mighty tired for your staying up late or whatever your activities. She said some throwaway line and I thought immediately, well, it, Oh she, shit, she, she knows he's Batman. Amanda Waller does know that 
he's Batman a long time ago, but Amanda Waller has always been afraid of Batman more so than anybody else in the justice league. Um, but Bruce, but he never talks to her as Bruce Wayne. It's mm. always Batman and Batman's always the one and- that knows more <laughs> than anybody else. But in this one, he didn't know shit cause he was going to her for information and she was going to him cause she was but scared. She, That's she not Amanda had, Waller. I don't understand because didn't in the other movie, he had a fucking email that told him who those people were. Why did he have to go yeah. to her to begin with? That's, you know, it's that's like the part that pisses me off because, like, look, you're missing the part where Batman or Bruce Wayne's the, the world's greatest detective. He does not go to the person that's trying to put a team together to kill all of his friends. And like, in the, it's not, it's not, it in the in the comics and the cartoon, Waller knows who Batman is and doesn't want to say who and doesn't want to reveal it because, as of right now, Batman's doing good. But she is putting all this stuff together. Like she does, she's part of Cadmus and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has always been on the side of, yeah, you guys can protect the Earth, but the second you step out of line, I'm going to have a contingency plan, which is basically what Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad was or is, right? But they don't interact like that, and that's the part where it's like, I, did you did you even read the fucking comic books? Right, like, that doesn't I, happen. I was pissed off because my after that scene was done, I'm driving home. I'm thinking to myself, they could that could have went so much better. It could have been like her having a glass of wine, and then he comes out of the shadows as Batman behind her. Yes, just, yes, and, that you know, been fucking awesome. And then he's just like, you know, don't do that again, you stupid. But you know, it's like we'll take care yeah, of things exactly. from here on out. Instead, it's like give me that file. I, I got this email from Lex Luthor. Um, I already know all the characters, but let me look at yeah. your file and see what you know. I'm going to go gather it's almost my friends. Like he's, it's almost like they're doing the same thing that like fucking Clark Kent did in Man of Steel, where like you do all this stupid shit to not hide your identity. Right. Uh, it, I mean, it was so. It was the worst like post credit thing. It made no sense at all. Yeah. It um, didn't need to happen. It did not. It, like, no. There's so many things here that are so like that scene is just as useless as useless as like Slipknot in this movie. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. It would have been much cooler if it was if it was Batman. It would have been much much yeah, cooler. Yeah, if if it was Batman like showing up in the sh- like like and Amanda Waller like you just proved how badass like Amanda Waller is and all of a sudden you just make her this whimpering woman at the end of the movie totally. trying to seek help from Bruce Wayne. Well, what did does Bruce Wayne work like make weapons for people? Like I don't remember Wayne Industries making weapons where I, he's it's like, not like Tony Stark. He's like he's like the what the DC's like Nick Fury all of a sudden. Like what the, what's the point? I don't know. It uh, like I'm assembling a team. He said everything short of like what Nick Fury said at the end of Avengers. I mean, it was like yeah. almost the exact same thing. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It it should have went down the way you were talking about, where she's like, she's looking at files, like, and she's in a dark room in front of a fireplace. I can picture it in my mind, and she's drinking like whiskey, right? Because she's fucking badass, right? Mm-hmm. She's drinking fucking whiskey out of a glass out, that's been poured out of a glass like uh, bottle, uh, like one of those like special like crystal glass bottles that you yeah, see yeah. That people have in their yeah. office and shit. And she's sitting there in front of the fireplace, looking at all these files, and all of a sudden, fucking Batman shows up and is like. Disband this team now, or I will. Like, yeah. and that—that's all that needed to happen. That's all that needed to happen. Right. And then he walks. He walks away from the shadows or something, and she smirks and says something like back, like "Fuck that, I'm not doing that." And that would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, that would have been like, cool. 
not talking like not Amanda Waller being like a pussy all of a sudden and going to Bruce Wayne for help. That doesn't fucking happen in the comics. No, it doesn't. It doesn't ever happen. He's like, you look mighty tired. You look been busy at night. Her. I'm just yeah. like, oh my god! Like, like, oh. Everybody knows who the fuck you are. Everybody knows you're Batman. I guess yeah. in this universe, everybody knows who everybody is. Let's just all have a big par- coming out party. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's the movie in a nutshell. And there's been a lot of controversy I, uh, as far as like the last couple of days. Well, been let's like- go through. Let's go through our ratings first. So, oh, how okay. many chainsaws you giving us? Oh man. Uh, I'd say we're doing it out of five, right? I always forget. It's out of five. Yeah, it's out of five. Okay, yeah. I, I give it three. I give it three chainsaws out of five. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I I don't think that this movie um is a repeat. You gave it the same. You gave it the same rating as I think you gave Ghostbusters. Yeah, I actually kind of like Ghostbusters a little bit more. Um, so how can you give this one three? I don't know. I don't think it's a two, worth two and a half. I don't know. I mean, I think I think there's some things about it that I did enjoy that I thought were better than B, Batman versus Superman. So I feel like it needs a little bit of a higher rating. But it's still, if you look at it, that's still 60%, I guess. So, I mean, can we do 2.75 chainsaws? <laughs> I, guess, I, mean, I, I mean, to be honest... I I'm probably I'm probably like two and a half to two lightsabers for this movie. All right, so I, I'm going to go with two point seven five. Let's just do that. <laughs> <laughs> like like so like two lightsabers and a hilt. Um, <laughs> well, yours would be two two chainsaws and, and like a blade a of and a chain. <laughs> right, right. Um, um, yeah, I I think it's right there, like two. I think it's like right there with Batman v Superman. Even though I like this movie just a tiny bit better. Yeah, me too. Because like, but like I can't give it anything past that because this is an ensemble movie, and I didn't give a shit about anybody else. Right. You know, like I don't know. So it almost feels like so, to yeah. me that again when they announced this movie, I really didn't care. I was like, really, you're going to do that? All right. You know, it wasn't like I, I, I don't think I cared because it wasn't Marvel and. I, I'll get to the whole Marvel DC thing in a little bit when you were talking about the whole controversy shit. Yeah. Like, but I didn't care because it was DC doing it because they've shown nothing since Nolan stopped making Batman movies. Right. Like he, the, DC has not done anything good since then. So like, yeah, I don't I, have any faith. You, you made a really good point there. I think you make a suicide squad when you've pumped out four or five really good films. I mean, Marvel made, Think of like if Marvel put out, tried to put Guardians of the Galaxy out, like right after Iron Man 2 or something like that. People would have been like, what? Like, what is it? I mean, it was still really super cool, but they couldn't get to that without getting the other ones out first. And so Suicide Squad to me feels like they pulled the trigger way, way, way too early. It would have been a lot cooler if they had these people out for a while and then they built this ensemble cast with bad guys. Which, you know, doing a bad guy movie is kind of a cool concept, you know, when you look at it on yeah, paper. Yeah, it has never been done before. You know, um, I was actually excited about a Sinister Six movie, which I hope they actually do. Um, now that Marvel has it, I'm fucking really excited if they ever do a Sinister yeah. Six movie. So, anyway, I, I you, you brought a really good point out there. I think it's just, it just not as excited because of, of what they've put out so far and because it's too early for something like this. Um, what's your, um, what's your diversity rating for this? Um, well, so I would say definitely Jan Brady, but I mean, but 
I, I would go higher, but the thing is, is they, they treated some of the characters very poorly. Like Katana, I thought they treated poorly. I thought that um, Killer Croc was played by a black gentleman who's a fantastic actor, and he was completely wasted. I think Slipknot, he was American Indian. They wasted him. Uh, so the fact that they had all those them in there, I'd say Jan Brady, but if they gave him a lot more to do and, and stuff like that, I could have gone higher. So yeah, um, I think you're. I think you're kind of on point there. I think as far as the casting goes, I would probably say it's a plethora. Yeah, but as far as the treatment goes, it's fucking really bad. Yeah, really, really bad. I mean, it's it's they gave all the white people. I mean, with the exception of Will Smith, I guess. But they gave all the white people all the other shit to do, cool shit to do, I guess. Well, the the people that shine the most in this movie are Will Smith and Viola Davis. So yes, and Viola. Else? I mean, it, both very good actors in this. Even though they fucked up her character at the end of the movie. And then yeah, at the very end. They dropped the ball at the very end with her character. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely uh, dropped the ball. You're at her. the finish She's line and you trip. <laughs> yeah. At the, you're, you're badass for 99.9% of the movie, and then all of a sudden you're a pussy and you just ruin the whole thing. Right. Yeah, what's-her-name said that a few times, too. Uh, Harley Quinn said pussies a couple times. That was pretty funny when they when she called I think the one time pussy. The one time it, it hit pretty good, and then the second time I was like, whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, the controversy surrounding this film, obviously from day one has been, um, you know, a lot of people saying, um, well, since the ratings came out, well, yeah, I guess that's out. the, you're right. I guess that's the biggest controversy. I guess for me, like inner controversy is why you do this fucking movie right now, but you're right. The movie comes out, critics watch it. They pan the shit out of it. I think even faster and harder than B versus Super, Batman versus Superman. It's sitting at a 27% right now, and I think it took a few days for Batman v Superman to get there. This is the first day. So it, it got there pretty quick. Um, yeah, it peaked at like it peaked at like 39%, I think. At least yeah, Superman for like two minutes. Or something. Yeah, and uh, so the controversy is that a lot of people are calling foul on RT's rating system. So I have to kind of... I don't know. It's kind of a devil's advocate thing. I don't agree with the 27%, but I also want to say that this was not a good movie. Like, I'm sorry. Like uh, as far as like comic book movies go, it's again, like I'd say 50% as far as like a, a a movie movie, it, it falls very short too. Like if you didn't care, you know, about, superhero movies at all and you just went into this thing as a movie i think something like guardians of the galaxy plays so fucking well because of the way the characters were drawn and the story and all that stuff this movie it's just not a good movie it's just it's not good there's a couple of good characters some a couple of decent scenes but the rest of it was just like sitting there with a turd under your nose going like what the fuck is this you know like this doesn't make any sense like i'm a comic book fan and i was confused a lot of the time and the same in Batman V Superman. I was confused, especially with the whole flash coming through the inception dream. I didn't know who the fuck that was. I'm like, I want read these things and I love these things. And I didn't know what was going on. So the fact that that's happening really is disconcerting to me. Um, so the controversy is a lot of fans are calling foul saying like, Oh, Marvel's pain, rotten tomatoes. Um, civil war was such a fucking boring movie. Like how did that get 97% and all that stuff? Okay. I tend to agree a little bit, a little bit, like a tiny bit. Um, civil war was like 
a really well done movie. I don't know over multiple views, I'd want to fast forward to the action scenes, but it was so the story was so well done that you didn't need a main bad guy. You just needed like uh, a catalyst and, and they were fighting against each other. And it was done really, really well compared to like what Batman versus Superman did fighting against each other. I mean, the whole Martha thing and the whole, you know, kill Batman and I'll let your mom go bullshit. You know, they could have thought of something way more diabolical or something than that. You know, they made Lex Luthor out to be this pussy versus, you know, in the civil war, the bad guy, uh, whatever his name was, uh, pulled all the string. It was much more menacing. That was more Lex Lutherish to me. In this movie, uh, I just didn't see any kind of protagonist. I mean, the antagonist was really weak sauce and, and all that stuff. But anyway, the controversy is people are calling foul on Rotten Tomatoes and saying that the rating system's bullshit and blah, 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 blah. Now, what is your take on Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, as far as a whole, well, like I said at the beginning, I think I think reviewers are just sick of seeing bad DC movies, um, and I would too. Like, I mean, how many like U Ball movies do you have to go watch to like you're just like I'm not fucking watching his movies anymore, you know? But because they're such big tentpole movies, they reviewers have to go watch this shit, right? And and basically, it's shit. And the problem I have with the rating system for Rotten Tomatoes is. I, I can see if you're a big, like, DC fanboy. And when I say fanboy, I don't mean you just love it. Like, you can love something and, like, not have to defend it to, to the end of the earth. Like, mm-hmm. we love Star Wars, but I'm not going to defend the prequels. Like, yeah, right. there's things I like. It, yeah, there's things I like in it, but, like, the prequels kind of sucked. Yeah. You know, unfortunately. So, as a whole, they they kind of sucked. There's, there's things in there that... You know, in episode, all of them, every single one of them, in, the, in one, two, and three, there's things in there that I that I love that I've never seen before. But as a whole story, they they're not great. Like it, it didn't really work really well. Um, so, so I can I that if you if you said like you know what I just love these characters, and um, you know I know the movie sucks, but I just love seeing them. Okay, I I can respect that. But to argue that like it's a good know, movie a, and it's coherent. You know, yeah, yeah, and, that's and, and it's bullshit. Like the best thing ever. You know, that just makes me that just makes me think that you're fucking stupid, because like, so that's what we mean by fanboy. We don't mean fanboy that like, because I'm a I'm a Star Wars fanboy, but in the way that we use it in the context, it's it's somebody it's somebody who just defends DC to no end and right. doesn't have any like, it's like they almost like, I don't even I don't even know what it's like that you you're just like you're defending somebody who's like a serial killer. Like you're the mother of the serial killer and you still defend that, that your child like to no end. I mean, that's going, that's going extreme, but like, I don't know any other way to put it, like where you're just defending it to no end. And and these are the people that want rotten tomatoes heads because they feel like they're being, um, DC movies shit on. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. But like, you got to remember, like they didn't shit on any of the Nolan versions, you know, like they actually, they actually gave, well, they don't give the higher ratings, but they kind of do an average of the ratings, and they gave like Dark Knight Rises like eighty five or eighty eight percent or some shit like that. That was high for me because I yeah. didn't really like the Dark Knight yeah. Rises too much. Um, but the Dark Knight, you know, the, I mean, it's still one of, I mean, the top three, yes. top two of of all time, right for me anyway. And like you look look back on like the Superman reviews, and granted, like 
that's from 1977, so they only have like a handful of reviews, and it's not like how it is now where everybody can review the movie. But that's rated like almost 100%, I think, the Superman Christopher Reeve version, you know? Okay. Um, and even even the fucking Brian Singer version where all the DC fanboys fucking hated that movie. Like Kevin Smith fucking hated Superman Returns, right? If you go look at that rating, that's like in the 80s. Yeah, wow. Like for, from, for Superman Returns. So like they're, the, these DC fanboys are crying foul on all the recent shit. Because, like, if you go back and look at all the other stuff, like, was DC, was Rotten Tomatoes shitting on Dark Knight Rises or shitting on the Dark Knight? No. Um, they're not even bringing up fucking Catwoman. Let's fucking, was Rotten Tomatoes shitting on Catwoman? No. That movie fucking blew. <laughs> yeah. Like, why don't we bring up, so you got to have, like, so, like, I understand if you love something so much that you're, like, you want to, but have some, like, realism or, like, live in some, like, have some perspective. Like, like we've always said, like me and you, we're not a fanboy of anything major other than like Star Wars. Um, but if you want to get into like, we'll get into like arguments with other Star Wars people who will defend the prequels and we won't because right. they're just not great movies. Like none of them hold anything to A New Hope or even Return of the Jedi, let alone like Empire Strikes Back. So, so you know, I would put episode seven before the prequels any day of the week. Yeah. And, yes, you know, it was a, you know, yes, it was a rehash of like a new hope, but it was a better version than any of the prequels was. I think, you know, we've talked about that. If they hadn't made the prequels at all, and then they came out with force awakens, you'd have been like, really, what the fuck is this? You know, like right. some of it, some of it, there was a lot yeah. of it. That was, that was awesome. But you know, the whole, the star killer base and all that shit. But um, they made the movie that they that they had to make. You know, this to me feels like it's just everything that DC's doing just feels like a rush job trying to catch up with Marvel. And and my whole feeling from day one was, why don't you just do what they did? Just take the time, just take the time and develop your characters, and then do the ensemble piece later. Why do you need to rush so quickly? You know, yeah, it, no. and 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 their excuse probably is to be a cash grab. But let me remind, like viewers or listeners out there that they had to make $800 million in order to break even on Batman v Superman. And in this movie, it's about the same. It's about the same with this movie. They've spent so much money on this movie and the marketing and all the investors and all that stuff that they have to make $800 million. I mean, how is this possible? You know what I'm saying? It's like, why? I mean, Marvel started out with intimate stories, like with Iron Man. They didn't cost $200 million, you know. They started yeah. very slow and built up from there and built their character base and all that. I love Ben Affleck's Batman. I think that was the best choice that they made. But other than I that... I can't wait to see... And I can't wait to see his version of his yeah, Batman. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait either. And even... And and again, I'm not a Marvel or DC fan, whatever. I'm a movie fanboy. I'm excited to see his Batman, even though Batman v Superman I didn't like. I didn't like Man of Steel, that and guy, I didn't like Suicide Squad. Gonna, because he's going to direct it. Yeah. Or apparently he's going to direct it. I still have faith in that. I'm still excited. I'm excited to see Wonder Woman. I love because the trailer. That guy, because that guy can direct. Like, Affleck can direct. I don't yeah. care. Like, what any problems you might have with Affleck before with the whole J-Lo shit, I don't give a shit. The dude can act, and he can direct. And yeah. he's shown that he can direct. And if... If I mean I, I'm more excited for his version, his his Batman, more than anything because of his track record as a director. You know what I mean? Like, look at yeah. Zack Snyder's track record as a director. 
I have no fucking faith in that movie. Yeah. Not only that, but that trailer that everybody's geeking out over, like when they put the Justice League thing on there to the music that they put it on there, I was like, is this another Suicide Squad? Yeah, it felt like that too. It it felt, I mean, in Batman's is, telling jokes, he's supposed to be the straight like, person. Like, is that, is that the direction you want Justice League to go in? Where you want to be so, you want people to forget about so much about Batman v Superman that you're going to make a joke out of like the Justice League type thing, like not a joke, but like trying to make it more lighthearted. Like I don't want it lighthearted, but I don't want it dark as fuck either. You know, so it's I, I'm hoping that when Jeff Johns gets his first movie that he's in charge of, that he 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 fixes this shit because like again. DC has the three biggest characters in all of comic books. I don't care what you want to argue. Spider-Man. I didn't grow up with Spider-Man. I grew up with Superman, Batman, and then I knew Wonder Woman. Okay, so if you want to argue anything, Superman and Batman always growing up. That's what I grew up with. That's mm-hmm. what most people grew up That's what most kids grew up with. Yep. Spider-Man for me came later. You know, came much later for me. For me, it was so, like in the, in the late 70s. I remember Spider-Man a lot, but... Um... I I watched Batman 66 every day when I woke up from my nap yep. and I watched Superman, Batman was big for me and then Christopher Reeves Superman Christopher those Reeves were the two Superman. biggest things I grew up with yeah so if, if if anything if if anything we are bigger like DC people than DC fans and Marvel fans but it's because Marvel has put out so many good movies of late or when they started. That it's like, okay, well, I, I guess I like Marvel now more. Because, like, how can you argue that, like, I mean, I guess people do argue it. That's what the whole controversy is about. <laughs> about, like, you know, who puts out better movies. Like, I mean, it's it's everywhere online where people just, are, just have blinders on just because, like, they love this stuff so much that they're just blind to the fact that these just aren't really good fucking movies. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, you know, we've... There's partial things that came to life that people are like geek out over. I geeked out over stuff that came out in this movie and Batman v Superman. There's stuff I'd never seen before, but it's very few and far in between. You know, it's, it's, it's just little glimpses of like, Oh my God. Like, so now that I really think about it, I sit here and think about it. Suicide squad on paper should be a fucking knockout hit. It should be huge. And it is going to make a ton of money. I've heard um, it's supposed to make upwards of, Hundred twenty-five to hundred forty million dollars, which that's it's fine. Drop that crazy the next, it, week, next week, right? Next week. But but see, I'm glad that it's going to make a lot of money because then you know, okay, they'll keep pumping these things out and they keep making them. Hopefully, make them better because the critics, you know, don't like these movies. It's they're for the fans. The fans love the movies. That's fine. But yeah, it it, it doesn't bode well too much for a sequel because people will cry foul. They'll go see this movie and go, you know what? It really wasn't all that great, as great as I thought. And then when the second one comes out, it's like, eh, I defy you. I guarantee you next year when Guardians of the Galaxy 2 comes out, that movie's going to blow a bunch of records. You watch. Yeah. Um, because the first one was so good that the second time around. And now Chris Pratt is like one of the biggest movie stars yes. on the planet. So they kind of blew it with this. They had a chance. They could have made a lower budget movie with more character development and story. And I guarantee you the second one would have blew through the roof, but they just, let's, let's, let's put this out there just because this movie makes a shit ton of money or breaks even does not make it a good movie. Right. Look at look at transformers is my argument to anybody who wants to say money makes a good movie. Yeah. I mean, it's still a turd. You could dip a turd in gold. It's still a turd, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, so, but anyway, 
So uh, you guys out there, if you love this movie, that that's great. I, I'm not, you know, going to say you're a dumb asshole. I'm just going to say, okay, I guess you like something that I didn't, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I, I, I will call you. A, I will call you a dumbass if you try to argue with me that it's a good movie. That if you liked it. If you liked it, that's one thing. If you liked it because you think it's better than Civil War, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh wow, he's like he's like David Ayer here. <laughs> Didn't he say like fuck he's, Marvel and they gave him a bunch of shit over that? I'm like, that's not very smart. That's like you know no, pissing off Muhammad Ali and the ring, going like you're a dipshit or something. Um, dude, you don't want to do that. DC is so DC is so like. Take the take the last three movies that DC has put out after Dark Knight Rises, right? Mm-hmm. So what? Man of Steel was like what fifty five percent. What did Batman v Superman get? Twenty seven percent, seven something like that. Yeah. Right now, I just checked again. It's at twenty eight percent for for Suicide Squad. Okay. You're flunking out of high school with those three grades. Yeah. <laughs> right. Marvel. Marvel. Marvel is going to Harvard. You're flunking out and packing french fries for marvel yeah and some people so, would cry poo poo over the ratings i i do agree to some point that the ratings okay, I think so are give a lot it, lower give it three for still, us give it three fifties yeah it's still an f <laughs> yeah still you're still not funking. a good movie yeah you're still you're still asking me if i want fries with that <laughs> and you know we want these movies to do well we really do i want to keep seeing stuff i just yeah, really wish just that just don't come here and say that they're fucking better than they're not good movies. Are they fun to watch? Sometimes. Yeah. But overall, I, overall, I think deep down inside for us, we're so pissed off because they're not good because we grew up with Batman and Superman. Yeah. And, and you, I remember you said something about when episode one came out where you went to see that movie and the whole time you're going, I think I like this. You know, yeah. and because I wanted to, I wanted to because it was fucking Star Wars. And then you went and saw it, what, four or five more times in theater, which I did. I went and saw eight. it several times and I had the same. I saw it eight. I saw eight. it five times. Eight times. Yeah. I saw it eight. Kept hoping like maybe I missed something. Maybe, you know, I just had that feeling. I, I'm i old enough now where I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but like with <laughs> Batman v Superman, I've watched it now all the way through three times. Once the theatrical and twice on the ultimate edition. Cause I saw it when we were live tweeting it and then I saw it with my brother and he came <laughs> over. Um, yeah. that movie gets worse and worse for every viewing <laughs> that I watch it. I'm not yeah, joking. Too. I, I yeah. really wish it would go the opposite way. Like some movies, like I've said in the past, like high fidelity for me, I hated it when I first saw it and then I fell in love with it. But, but Batman V Superman is just not, it's not a good movie. And I've even heard like, you know, Kevin Smith saying like, I have to keep watching it. Like he's watched it so many times now. And I was yeah, like, well, he why? He wants to watch it until he, until he, he falls he in love with watch it. it until, yeah. But see, yeah. right there, I mean, come on. That's kind of a red flag, right? That's like, you know, saying, yeah. like, I'm, I don't really like this girl, but I'm just going to keep going out with her until I fall in love with her. I'm just going to keep taking yeah. her out. That's not a way to, that's not how it works, you know, as far yeah, as maybe I'm this, concerned. Maybe this last time she won't use teeth. Yeah. <laughs> She's a lousy but, kisser. She's a lousy. Yeah. Yeah. Like but uh, what happens but, at the end of the date? You end up with scars on your dick. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. There you go. Suicide squad. Another scar on the dick. Put that on the yeah. movie poster. There's, there's yeah. Or, or put uh, DC using teeth again. Right. Right. 
Uh, some Jared Leto Joker teeth. Um, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Jared Leto. <clears throat> yeah, poor guy, man. Go. I, he's a good actor too. He's so, like fuck, I was kind of surprised. He's how a fucking, fucking annoyed great actor. I was. He was just yeah, I don't apparently know what he, just apparently just sucks as a Joker. Something he was channeling, you know, John Leguizamo. I swear to God, just yeah, I, from I could, from Spawn. From, yeah, exactly. He was the violator. Totally. I was trying to figure that out. That's totally fun. Yeah. So, so before we take off, um, what do you, what do we hope? What, what's next for DC? What's, what's happening? What's their next movie? I think it's justice league is the next one. Oh no. Wonder woman is the next one. Wonder woman. And, and they showed the trailer for that on the big screen. Finally. Um, that's the first time I saw it on the big screen and, and I, I dug it. I, I love the music and, uh, um, I think I they showed they a little too much. Up. They showed a little yeah, too I much action. I didn't show but... too much, but I hope they don't fuck that up. Like, I really hope that they know what the hell they're doing. I mean, because th- this Wonder Woman movie still falls under the before Jeff Johns. So I'm I'm hoping, but I'm so skeptical. Yeah, I guess they did finish filming that um, right around the time after Batman v Superman finished or came out, actually. So it's it's been... It's in post production right now. This um, is the first. This is this is one of the very few movies, if any. Well, actually, Suicide Squad was the first where it's all villains because Marvel hasn't done an all villain movie. No, but but this is the second. This is the first big movie that DC. If they nail it, they'll beat Marvel to the punch because Marvel has dragged their fucking ass getting a female comic book character. Yeah. Uh, centric movie out there. I know they're talking about so, black widow, but I, I don't even think that's going to happen. I think Captain no, Marvel, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel which is, which is two and a half, three years away. You know, it's, it's, it's a ways away. I'm bet you she sets up civil war two. Ah, that's, that's very possible. They're 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 gearing up for Phase Four right now. They're they're talking about because it's uh, in Downey Civil War Two. It's Iron Man. It's Iron Man versus Captain Marvel. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that'll be cool. I haven't read those comics yet. I'm slacking. I need so. to read Civil War Two. But so okay. So Wonder Woman is next. It comes out what like next June, and then after that is Justice League in November. That's part one or something like that. And then I don't fucking know. Um, and then they have Aquaman, and then I think part two of Justice League, and then Cyborg, and then Batman movie, and then Green Lantern Corps, and blah 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 all the way down the line. Um, which again, I'm going on record saying it's a big mistake. Um, I think they should have focused on characters, and then and then three four years down the road have the Justice League and have it really. Well, count. What about after but, after the first Justice League or the the whole Justice League is done? I think that's the part where Jeff Johns starts to take over. So don't okay. forget, even though Jeff Johns like just got the DC entertainment title, he's head of DC entertainment, which means he does all the movies and the TV shows and all that shit. He's in charge of all that stuff. He doesn't technically his, his, his footprint on the movies won't probably be done until maybe Aquaman. Yeah. Starts filming, starts filming. Cause justice league has already started with fucking Zack Snyder in charge of that shit or whoever was before him. Um, so keep in mind out there that it's not Jeff Johns if Wonder Woman or Justice League sucks. It's the people before him. Yeah. I'm, I'm not excited about Justice League anymore, I, especially after they showed all that footage. The movie's, what, a year and a half away? This is the other thing that drives me crazy about DC. Why do you need to blow your wad a year and a half right? You know, away from the movie right now? Is there now? fucking in panic mode? Why do you so need to do that? Pissing people off. 
I, I just don't, I, I just don't get it. I, I think people will flock to the movies, especially the fan base will flock to the movies, but by showing all this shit, it just, it doesn't, I don't know. It does a, a disservice. I think it's trying uh, to, you know what it is? It's, it's trying to, it's trying to make people like me and you like, like try to like say, Hey, we knew our mistakes from the first movie. Like it was all over Batman v Superman about mm-hmm. mistakes with men, men of steel. I mean, how many times did they say at the end of the movie where like it's uninhabited or there's nobody there at that dock? Right. You know, like because they were trying to say like, you know, Superman killed a shit ton of people in Metropolis and they didn't give a shit. You know, like I, it, this is the problem with DC fanboys, too, is like they try to defend shit outside of the movie. And it's like, well, you can't fucking do that. Yeah, you, you can't. can't def- you like, can't assume like, all that shit. Yeah, it's like it's like General Grievous, right? Like you can't like. I remember going to that movie, and the person that I was going to the movie was like, why is that robot coughing? And I was like, oh, well, in the cartoons, like, Mace Windu did this thing. And the person looked at me and was like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to know that? I'm not a big Star Wars nerd. Like, exactly. So you can't fucking do that shit. You have to tell the story. You have to tell the story in the movie. You can't tell outside shit and expect people to follow this stuff. Right. Like, you have to tell that movie. Like, people are trying to defend, like... You know, Batman, we're like, well, he did this, you know, I'm like, well, when did he do it? He's like, well, I'm just assuming. Well, don't fucking assume it. Tell me in the movie where he does that. Like, right. where he doesn't. I'm like, well, then what the fuck are you talking about? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, that, like, it that doesn't happens. Matter. Uh, it happens a lot. That happens a lot. And it's it's frustrating when you're talking to people like that. You know, they have all that knowledge in their head. They're like, well, this is what happens. Well, how the fuck did, should I know that? Like, I have no, like, tell the story that you're telling and uh, within the context of the movie and then I can figure it out versus just like, Oh, well yeah, this happens, happens in the comic book. And so you're just supposed to know that I'm like, I, I'm like, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I don't know. But you know, uh, we've gone longer. We've gone longer for suicide squad podcast than we've done for probably any other movie. Well, I think it's because it's just frustrating. Like it's very, I'm so frustrated right now with these movies. I want them to be good so bad. I really, really do. I'm not sitting here going like, Oh, here's another DC movie. Fuck this thing. I I'm not like that at all. I'm just like, you're going to have to wait like in probably another two years before we get a decent DC. movie. Yeah. I mean, now I just, I've completely lost uh, faith. I just don't care anymore. When justice league comes out, of course I'm going to shell out my bucks and go watch it, but I'm not going to have any kind of like preconceived thing going in there going like, this is going to be awesome. I'm just going to be like, all right, well, here's, Here's my favorite characters, you know, in the movie. Hopefully it, if it's DC, good. If DC, if, if Justice League ends up with like a D score, that's a win for us. Uh, I guess. They, they, I mean, it, it's, it's so bad. Well, I mean, it's, it's redemp, whatever you want to call it. It's validation, I guess. Um, but before we sign off, I, I wanted to make a point also is that the Nolan Batman movies, and I went to Comic-Con a lot during the time when Nolan was doing the Batman movies. They never showed footage at Comic-Con. Never. Not one time. They didn't bring the movie there. They didn't bring the cast out. They didn't show scenes. Nothing. Um, I think the only thing that they showed was um, the teaser for Dark Knight Re- for the dark night where it was just the bat and you hear the Joker in the background and you hear Alfred saying part of the story. Perfect. Some people Perfect. just, that's all they showed. Some people like to one see the, the world burn ever. Yeah. One of the best teasers ever. They showed that at comic con and that was it. Warner brothers was in there promoting that film. I was like, Oh my God. I mean, people wanted it to be there, but it created such a buzz that a year went by. And when the movie came out, people fucking flocked to that movie. It's one of the biggest selling movies of all time. And, and greatest you know DC of all time. Need- 
DC needs to do what like Star Wars did and get somebody who knows how to treat this stuff. Marketing. Stop getting. Stop getting. Well, I'm talking about directors. Stop oh, getting. Yeah. Like I was actually, I was actually more positive on Suicide Squad because of the director that they got mm-hmm. was David Ayer. Um, but of course, DC somehow fucks that up too. Because they need to get a director like like they need to get like a Joss Whedon. They need to get um, somebody who lives in this world and understands it, and like give somebody like Joss Whedon a chance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because for th- for the see, longest time, like Joss Whedon wasn't mainstream. He was like, you know, he did Buffy. He was like, he was one of us. You know, he was a nerd that just happened to make cool shit that right. nobody really knew about. And then all of a sudden, he becomes this giant major director because he, you know, gets to direct the first Avengers movie and fucking nails it. Um. But they're getting like, but if you look at his history of work, look at everything that that guy has ever done. It's it, it, you can see it in the Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. The story, even the, the dialogue, f- the character development, even all that even stuff. the faults that he might have sometimes with maybe too much dialogue, they're in that movie. Now look at Zack Snyder. Look at his entire body of work before he got Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. It's not great. He's he's the, the the two best movies he ever did, three best movies he ever did, um, basically came from somebody else. They were they were already there, right? So he redoes his first. The big first thing I see him do is is um, fuck uh, the three hundred day. No, the uh, uh, day of the oh, dead. Oh, he did Dawn the zombie of, the, the zombie dead. movie. Yeah, that Dawn was pretty decent. That was pretty decent. That was a that was better than the original. He does a phenomenal job with that. Then he comes out with three hundred, right? And I was like, oh fuck, this movie kicks ass. But it's already it's right there. He just pulls it from the the story is completed. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to make his own shit up. He basically just has to bring the panels to life, right? Right. Visuals. Then he does. Then he then he does the Watchmen, which a lot of people kind of didn't like i did like it because that movie that that graphic novel is really dense and really difficult and i thought he did a really good job with that yeah they said that movie that book they've been trying to adapt for years they said it was unfilmable but he he did a fantastic job so then he goes off and does his own thing right sucker punch i think was his next movie oh i've never watched the whole thing i've never seen the whole thing i can't do it so basically that movie is the problem with all of his DC movies is it's just one set piece to another. It's all it is. There's no substance to the movie. Why? Because it's not predetermined for him. There's nothing that he can go watch and read where he does a Batman V Superman. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that he can do that does this version of Superman and man of steel. He has to look, it's his vision from scratch and he fails at it. So when you look at his body of work, like, yeah, this guy does fucking great action sequences, but what happens between the action sequences? Like in those movies like Sucker Punch? Nothing. You don't give a shit about anything. When you look at like Joss Whedon's stuff, look, there's no action set pieces to look at because all his shit is based on dialogue and character development, right? So comic book movies only work when you give a shit about the characters, mm-hmm. and those are the most successful ones that we've seen so far. When right. you care about the characters, the movies usually do very well. I don't care about any of these characters. Yeah. That's I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell, honestly. That that's it right there. I mean, even down to Marvel's, you know, like Ant Man. <laughs> I mean, down to that movie, there's a lot of character development. You care about that character. That character pops up in Civil War and you're just giddy and excited, you know? And um 
I don't, I mean, the only excitement I had in this was when I saw Batman, you know, talking to Deadshot. I thought, oh, that's, that's cool. You know, that was the only time. Um, yeah, but like, but that's, but that's like, again, it's not Zack Snyder directing, but the problem with these movies is like, it's like these like, like geek out moments, right. Are supposed to carry the entire film. Like there's all these like Easter eggs. There's all these like little set pieces. There's all these geek out moments, but that's all it is. It's just like stitched together geek out moments. That yeah. doesn't make a good film. That's true. I didn't even feel like that in this one either. I didn't geek out a lot at all. I, I no, didn't. And, that, and that's disappointing. So if you're going to have a movie without substance, you better have some fucking good, cool shit happen to make you like forget about all that other shit. But they didn't even have that. Like David Ayer is a good director. Like I saw Fury, fucking awesome movie about Tank, you know, and its crew. Yeah. Really good movie. So when he's. But he filmed, also did. Uh, what, what did he do before that? He did. Uh, oh, there was something oh, else. Fuck. I can't remember. Uh, was... It was another decent movie. Um, it was another decent movie. I, re- I remember that. But it was it was End of Watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fan- love, uh, fantastic. I love movie. that movie. Such a good and movie. And then he also did. He did. Uh, I don't think he directed Training Day. Um, no, he was a that was fuck. He was a, he was a, he was a writer. But see, he was a writer. Where he's strong in this movie was some of those, you know, like with the military sequences and stuff. But but they were just normal military sequences that you see all the time. There wasn't any moment in the I'm, movie. I don't where know I if we're ever out. gonna. F- yeah, but I don't know if there's any any time we're gonna find out exactly what his vision was versus what DC wanted. Like, oh yeah, with. we're probably never gonna see what his version is. I think they looked at it and went, "Oh, this is too serious. We need to uh, liven it up, you know, humor and all that bullshit." Which, whatever, that still didn't fix the problem. Character development, story. You know, so we need to end the, you know what we need to do is we need to end this fucking podcast. This is almost, this is our longest podcast ever. And it's about fucking suicide squad. Yeah. 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 We need to commit podcast suicide right now. So <laughs> anyway, that's suicide squad in a nutshell. We weren't really too keen on this movie, but, uh, even though we spent almost two hours talking about it, <laughs> it's, it's out there, you know, whatever. It's part of the DC universe. Now it's Canon, unfortunately. So, Here's to hoping. I mean, we have a whole year away till Wonder Woman. Hopefully, it's that's uh, gonna, fingers crossed for Wonder Woman. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's got a woman director. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So it should be good. But anyway, that's uh, gosh, that's a wrap. That's episode thirty nine of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Till next time, folks. Chew on that. Later. 